Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk. I'm your host, Jake Wright, and joining me again today is Chris Cody. Chris, glad to have you back today to talk about the liquefied natural gas market. I hear that there's some support for LNG prices later this year. Does this make sense, or is this too optimistic? It would be great if you could bring us up to speed on what's going on in the global LNG market. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, it's worth stating that though there are a few reasons for optimism about prices, we're still near the bottom and prices are going to be a lot lower than they were maybe two years ago for the foreseeable future. JKM, the Japan-Korea marker, which is the the East Asia price, is still in the mid $2 per MMBTU, while Henry Hub is closer to $2 flat. Uh, The pandemic has played a role, of course. Power demand wasn't hit as hard as, say, jet fuel demand has been, but it still took a serious hit in many locations. But at the same time, prior to the virus, you had a slug of new production coming online out of the United States, which the market was already struggling to absorb. Now, the optimism you mentioned is represented by the forward curve, which shows JKM reaching $5 by the end of the year, right at the uh, peak of the winter demand season. This is still a dollar below 2019 levels, which were already much lower than 2018, 2017, 2016 levels. Um, But they are double current prices. I think the most immediate reason for this is that European storage has stopped filling up so quickly. As I just said, the LNG market was already struggling to absorb new U.S. production before the pandemic. European storage was at 88% of capacity in early January, almost 20 percentage points above last year's levels. And the winter-spring draw was less than average because Europe had a particularly warm winter. So moving into the summer, the concern became, is storage going to fill up before the next injection season? That's normally when inventories are only just beginning to fill up in a normal year. Let's back up for a second. Why is European storage so important in this equation? Well, Europe has large interconnected gas networks and lots of storage, so it plays the swing role or the clearing role in the global market. Uh, Europe is the buyer of all surplus production or most surplus production, and then it it stores it in inventory. Uh, But if inventories are already filled by midsummer, that leaves nowhere for third and fourth quarter production to go, and this would prompt lower prices to incentivize production shut-ins. Understood. Uh, And so what's changed to cause the change in outlook? Right. Well, basically, the market seems to have gotten the message already. And the price difference between Asia and the U.S. and Europe and the U.S., it narrowed enough to force cargo cancellations this summer. So the U.S. has been canceling lots of of cargoes. This has taken the pressure off of European inventories, which are still at very high levels, 87 percent of capacity. But the key here is that the pace of injections has slowed. So it looks like there's going to be room for further injections uh, come the third and fourth quarter or third quarter. Why are the cargoes being canceled in the U.S., or are cargoes being canceled everywhere? Uh, Mostly in the U.S., and there are a few reasons why the U.S. is the first supplier to be squeezed out of the global LNG trade. One reason is the structure of the contracts. Basically, there's a lower cancellation fee, just like an Airbnb or a hotel. For most U.S. LNG, the contracts are set up so you only pay the liquefaction fee when you cancel, whereas everywhere else you pay for the full cargo even if you don't take it. This makes canceling the U.S. LNG versus, say, LNG from Qatar or Australia a much easier option. The second point is more for the spot market, uh, which is about one-third of the overall LNG market. The U.S. has benefited from a large spread between feed gas prices at Henry Hub in the U.S. and destination prices in Europe and Asia. 
there's a big enough margin there to cover the tolling fee, which is a premium to Henry Hub, the liquefaction fee, which is about $3, which it doesn't fa factor into the variable costs, but it's still something you're paying for as a buyer, and then freight on top of that. And now that prices in Asia and Europe have moved much closer to Henry Hub, it doesn't add up anymore. The US LNG is more expensive than competitors, so buyers are canceling. However, US suppliers can still sell those canceled cargoes on, right? They're still there. And so those cargoes are, are still hanging over the spot market as inventory, and those are continuing to pressure prices down. So the canceled cargoes, you know, makes room in European storage, um, maybe, but it doesn't actually get rid of the physical commodity sitting over the market. Another structural obstacle, I would say, is that the U.S. is, is the farthest supplier uh, in the industry from the big consumer markets in Europe and Asia. So LNG freight prices are volatile and Asia is a long way away. If shipping costs are up, then it's expensive to get the US LNG there. Okay, so prospects for European inventories look better than they did in part because US cargoes have been canceled. What about demand? Has that recovered as April lockdowns are passed and we've moved into a new phase of the pandemic? Good question. You know, I think right now all eyes are on Asian demand, which really holds up the global market. I think the market has been looking at how Asia has dealt with the virus so far and said they're doing great. Demand will be back to normal soon. And, you know, this has helped lift the forward curve, uh, you know, starting out in, in the winter. But the data hasn't backed that up yet. LNG demand has been tepid at best in the major consumers, and the continued outbreak in India and Pakistan, renewed outbreaks of the virus in Japan and elsewhere are definitely cause for concern. In the longer term, however, the market mover will be coming from the supply side. Tellurian just announced that its Driftwood project would supply cargoes at $3.50 FOB, which is about $2 below current prices out of the U.S. Gulf Coast, $2 now. The market will continue to get more competitive, thinning margins all around and cause some supply to drop out as these new, more competitive suppliers come online, you know, not next year, but in the next five years. That's very interesting. Well, that's all the time we have today. Uh, thanks, Chris. We always appreciate having you on the show. Thanks, Jake. Looking forward to coming back. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.